Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Midweek Remedy on Thacker's Sunday Hangover with me, James Thacker. I hope you are well. I'm all good. And the reason why I'm so good this week is twofold. One, I had my second vaccination today. So we're out here. We're ready to go. I've booked my holiday. I'm heading to Corfu at the end of August. Absolutely buzzing. I'm ready to go back to the clubs. I'm ready to go just live normal life again. Now, I know people will say, ah, yeah, but you still got to be careful. I know, I know, I've still got to be careful. But I tell you what, it's a fantastic feeling. And at the moment, I haven't suffered any of the effects. I'm still waiting on that potentially to hit me tomorrow. So fingers crossed I'm okay. But uh, yeah, second vaccination done and dusted. And really happy to just get that done. Peace of mind. And uh yeah, I mean, now it truly feels like, it feels quite liberating that, you know, now now I'm able to go anywhere I want, um, within reason, um, and and be okay, and, and hopefully, you know, it signifies a returning of, of proper normal life, and I say it all the time, you know, every week it feels like we're getting more and more back to reality, back to normal life, and, and, and then the second reason why I'm so great is that the Lions won on Saturday uh, against South Africa in the first test. I mean, what a fantastic game, and I'll uh, I'll talk about that a bit later. But I thought, given that I've had my second vaccination now, and it feels like, not the pandemic's over, because it's not by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought that I'd give my own personal reflections on what's been uh, an incredibly weird time, one of the weirdest times that we will ever see in our lifetimes. Um, hopefully, I mean, I have listened to scientists and they are predicting other kinds of pandemic in our life. Um, hopefully none as severe as this, but you never know with the state of the world that the world's in and also, you know, with climate change and the effects that are going on in the environment and th- the things, you know, the ways that viruses will mutate and all the rest of it with our, with our drugs that are becoming more resistant, so will the viruses. So, you know, hopefully nothing ever hits us like this in our lifetime again um and hopefully this is one of the weirdest things that we're ever going to have to go through covid has undoubtedly been absolutely devastating on you know everyone from all walks of life we'll know someone that's been affected by covid quite severely you know people have lost loved ones people have had businesses ruined through the lack of activity people have had you know, so much of our lives stripped away, you know, the, uh, you know, loss of connection, not being able to see people for months on end, you know, not being able to live our lives normally. And, but at the same time, COVID has also presented to us quite a lot of opportunity as well, which I think is something that is forgotten about quite a bit. Um, I think, some people decided at the start of COVID when we had the pandemic and, and, you know, straight away that, they were just going to kind of sit it out and rough it out and kind of take it for what it was, but not really seek any opportunities for self-reflection or learning or growth, which is fine because everyone is going through it. Everyone's gone through the the miller. Um, really, you know, mentally a very tough time for people, physically a, a tough time for a lot of people. But I think it was important for us to also look inwards and also look at our society and actually have a look at you know what what opportunities do we have to make this better and I think in a lot of ways it has been made better I think 
There are so many more progressive conversations happening now on a societal level. Still not to the to the level that we'd want, um, but I think that now a lot of social issues and environmental issues are coming to the fore of a lot of companies, governments, people's agendas, which is really fantastic. And it's something that I've definitely seen expedited by this pandemic. So it's putting, it's putting a lot of important issues on the radar for people. But I think what I want to do is just go through very briefly a quick timeline of how I've experienced COVID and uh, and how I've experienced it because it would be I think it's just good to reflect and hopefully you guys I hope it is of interest to you and um, yeah and and hopefully some of these experiences you would have found as well um, and yeah so I mean when when it first got announced I mean when we first heard the news coming out of China I think everyone anticipated that it was only going to be you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month of a pandemic, like really would just blow over. No one was really taking it seriously at all. And then we realised very, very quickly with the massive hospital cases that were going up and the emergencies that were happening, you know, in our NHS, that it wasn't going to be a short amount of time. And we were actually going to be in this for the long haul. And even even then, I mean, we didn't anticipate it to be, you know, what is it now, 15 months later? Um, we're still, you know, just coming out of a pandemic. But I think everyone at the start, I think it was incredibly scary. I think it was one of those moments that you will be reflected on in the history books when Boris Johnson announced, you know, you must stay at home, you are locked down. I think that was just um, quite surreal and although I think I was in a very privileged position where I was at home with the family, um, we have a good amount of space here, I can imagine, uh, you know, we still found it, the prospect of the lockdown incredibly daunting because you know the amount of challenges that you face when you're stuck in one environment with other people, even just by yourself. It's You need you need space, you need to get out, you need to be with nature, you need to go exercise, socialise, all the rest of it. And so I think there was so much apprehension. and uh, But then after the apprehension subsided, I think then people really started to go through the honeymoon phase of COVID. I think, you know, I remember putting up on my Instagram stories all my kind of stupid toilet roll tricks and the way <laughs> when I was like juggling it and putting out stupid little things to keep people, you know, happy and, you know, putting out little messages here and there. Everyone felt like we were coming together. We had the Thursday night uh, clapping for the NHS for all the fantastic work they'd done and our emergency services, which, you know, hearing the clapping going around your town and down your road with pots and pans and all the rest of it, I mean, that really does warm, you know, warm you up inside. And, you know, sometimes in this country we can be so fantastic at coming together unfortunately we can also be incredibly divisive and um and be so divided on so many issues but it really reminded you and and i suppose one of the things that i've reflected on and something that has you know maybe contrary to what a lot of people think i is it's reinstilled my belief in the power of people the power of connections the power that people can do good um, this pandemic because I think when we really rally and when we get around each other and when we need to pull together we can do it now unfortunately throughout this whole time the guidance has been quite loose the government have muddled our way through it some of the stuff that they've done like the vaccine rollout has been very good the other guidance track and trace apps PPE provision 
all this kind of stuff that hasn't been so great. And I think the message has been inconsistent from the government. I think it's been confusing. We've had scandals. We've had, you know, Dominic Cummings, that whole thing and the fallout and the WhatsApp messages getting leaked. We've had Matt Hancock cheating on his wife with his, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't even remember who it was. I'll be honest. I, I've quite, I kind of disengaged from, from government scandal after a while, cause it was just becoming too much. But, um, yeah, you had all that debacle, and uh, there were times during this whole fifteen months. I'm like, we our country is being run by a bunch of children. Like, we, this really does feel like we are being run by some kind of high school parliament. That's you know, is one opportunity to go on a business course or a politics course to to run like a a false EU or whatever they call it, a false uh, a false government. And um, yeah, it really has been flabbergasting at times how mediocre and, you know, just, well, severely unprofessional they have acted. Um, but despite all of that, I think you've what, what we've really seen is, you know, especially people that work for the NHS, people that have been so selfless, volunteers, people that have gone to work and and work long shifts my brother being one of them at one of the vaccine centers to make sure that everyone gets vaccinated and and tested um you know there there is good in people people want to do good for each other in this country i think i think some some of our tendencies can be myopic and short-sighted i think that speaks to our country's immaturity at times. I think some of our culture around drinking and socialising is is quite immature, and that's why I think people were so rushing and and sometimes breaking the rules to to go and socialise with each other, go drinking, um, and that's where we may have seen the prolonging of this kind of pandemic because we have that kind of culture where we need everything and we need everything now and we have such a ridiculous drinking culture that it unfortunately prohibits um, judgment sometimes as well um, but in general I do see the good in this country and I just hope that at the back of this and forever we change our ways in a way that we want to look after each other we think kind first we need to appreciate that time can be stripped away from us so quickly and so let's whilst we've got the time on this planet and while we while we've got this time with each other let's do good all the time not just every now and then let's just be good to each other every day bring positive energy what what is the point in about getting het up angry holding grudges any of that you know getting into fights getting into arguments about stuff that realistically doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things I think we all, you know, and that's one one of the you know the largest reflections that I've had is that time is so precious, and things that we take for granted every day can be stripped away from us so easily. Um, and and that's and that's you know widely there's that's another thing I wanted to comment on that I think we've had the op- opportunity to do during this pandemic is to reflect. Personally, I've done so much soul searching. The, the the podcast has really helped with that because I've been able to talk through so many ideas and and uh, it's, it's kind of been a fantastic thing for me to write and journal more about my life and um, and things that are going on and things that don't really make sense but I'm trying to make sense of in the world, uh, you know, social issues, environmental issues, all of this kind of stuff. I You know, I'm trying to make sense of it in my own head and my own way. Also, you know... I've I've also learned to give myself a lot more patience and a lot more love personally. Um, 
I I think I may have commented on this in the previous podcast, but November last year, I had an incredibly bad time of it mentally. Um, it really was, you know, a very testing time. And I'm so glad that there are organisations out there like Calm, Loose Heads, Mind, um, who are spreading the good message about mental health. And I'm so happy, actually, I feel like throughout the whole of this pandemic that has been a message that's been consistent with with the public with a lot of people is that now mental health is being treated more seriously they're recognizing the the threat that it poses when people don't look after your mental health or when you suffer from negative mental health and so i i'm really happy that that's kind of the curve that we're we're riding at the moment and i'm so privileged to be part of um an ambassador and, and part of the Loose Heads Academy um, who are doing so much great work specifically in the rugby environment but I'm, I know that any member of the academy any member of Loose Heads would not you know refuse a conversation to absolutely anyone if they wanted to open up and talk about their mental health and I think that's a really great change that we're seeing um, but some you know really good lessons that I've learned is just and, and one of the things that I'm trying to take through especially in a sporting environment is to talk to myself like I would my best friend. So many times in life, I think we can be so hard on ourselves and we can be so self-critical. I know that British people in particular are so self-deprecating, but also we internalise so much. We don't really look to burden others with our genuine issues. We like to moan, yeah, of course we do, but we usually we're moaning about menial stuff that really doesn't get to the core of what is really going on. And I think one of the first steps that we can take is actually just giving ourselves a bit more of a break. Now, what that doesn't mean is just to take it easy and not demand more from ourselves in terms of performance at work, performance in sport, you know, all these kind of things, the goals that we've got for ourselves, don't lose sight of that. But sometimes if we fall short, sometimes if we're having an off day, sometimes if you know things haven't gone the best that they could do, don't then beat ourselves up about it. I, I, I'd catch myself every now and then if I've done something wrong or if I've made a mistake or you know, played a bad golf shot or made a bad pass during rugby or just during the day if I've maybe forgotten to write an email that I should have done half an hour ago. Oh, you know, some beforehand I was talking to myself in a really negative manner, you know, using really horrible language like you idiot, you know, <laughs> like swearing at myself, just just not being very nice. And I thought, you know, and I can't remember who um, I learned that lesson from. It was something I, I saw it online somewhere. And I'm sure it's been talked about on mental health podcasts that I listen to. Um, but there's just no way that you talk to your friend like that if they made a mistake, your best friend. You'd, ne- you'd no way be calling them an effing idiot and, you know, cursing them and, and making them feel shit just like I would myself. And I thought that's actually a really important thing. So now I've taken more proactive measures to really give myself time, patience, a lot more love. Um, and at the back of this pandemic, I feel like mentally I'm in a, a lot more stable pa- place um, I feel like I've got so much positive energy to spread because, you know, we take mistakes as learning opportunities and we take the positives and we use those for momentum. That's that's really the attitude. And, and going into this year, that, that was what it was all about. It's just taking every day as an opportunity, looking to learn something new every day and just trying to make a positive impact on others and the world. That's that's really what I want to do. So if I'm doing that, then uh, then it's a positive thing. 
I know a lot of people as well in the pandemic have got really into fitness and um, you know physical activity. Now we needed to find creative ways to go and exercise, keep ourselves busy. I think pretty much everyone under the sun um, got really into walking, which is really cool because I, th- I think walking is probably something we took completely for granted. No one would just go on a walk after work and see that as a pleasurable, you know, uh, pastime because we'd be often walking in our day-to-day life or walking, you know, just doing the shopping or whatever. And we kind of take it for granted that that's something we can go out and do. And I think actually getting into walking encouraged people to go on longer walks, explore a bit more of the world, um, take it in, go connect with nature and I think that was brilliant for people and I loved seeing people going on walks and um, sharing it with others at my company we did a little bit of a um, it was like a challenge between the different geographies that operate out in the world in my company and who can do this kind of lap the fastest and people were coming together in this collaborative effort to see who could who could uh, achieve the target so we were all in it together and finding different ways to uh, to keep active was really cool and personally, I, I you know got really into running. Um, I can now run. I mean, I'm still, I'm still not a long distance runner by any stretch of the imagination, and that's not what my strength and conditioning coach wants me to be, thankfully. But uh, I, I, you know, I got really into my running, and actually, consequently, as well as um, looking after my diet a little bit more, um, I lost, I, I lost quite a bit of weight and turned it into a good weight. Um, in the form of muscle over the lockdown period which personally was really gratifying because I have really struggled with my weight and how I look um, yeah always really I, I've i always even as a teenager when you know looking back now and I, I really didn't have anything to worry about but as a teenager I had so many insecurities about love handles and about how xyz part of my body looked like and especially after university I um I really ballooned up because I wasn't playing rugby consistently and I was drinking too much beer I gained a lot of weight and out of the back of university left myself in quite a bit of a state to be honest um the heaviest I think I've probably mentioned this before but at my heaviest um during my placement year I was 125 kilos which in old money that was about 21 and a half stone which for me wasn't and it was all bad weight. I mean, you can be that heavy and it will be good kind of muscle. But for me, it was bad. I looked bad. My confidence was shot. I remember dragging my T-shirt down so that it would hide any kind of rolls of fat um, from view, which is incredibly embarrassing because you look really stupid when you do that. And realistically, I wish I'd just kind of told myself that, look, this isn't the situation we want to be in. You've got to own it, but don't care about what anyone else um, thinks about you. Just, you know, this is now the time to work. And I think it only took, you know, again, the thought around we only have a limited time, you know, let, we need to, and I, I I took that as a kind of opportunity, the pandemic, to really sort myself out from a weight regard, and I'm now down to 110 kilos, which, um, you know, was really good, and hopefully I can keep that going, um, especially with rugby coming back consistently, and I'm in a much better place but we had to find a different way to adapt and I think we all did that in our own ways cycling running um, and doing it together I think that really brought us together um, also cooked meals found creative ways to do dates I know Ziggy when she moved in with me um, over the summer last year 
Um, obviously, we couldn't go out anywhere. We couldn't go for meals out, which we loved doing. Um, so we had to find new ways. So I remember having Italian-themed nights, which was fantastic. We found TikTok recipes and cooked them for the whole family. And I remember putting Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra on the speaker and us all having a brilliant time cooking these Italian meals. And, you know, that family time, that bonding time where you really get to know each other, where you really you know, put the work in, the love into meals, you know, that's something that I'll always cherish is that time that we had together. And I think if there's one, another good thing that the pandemic has brought is that time to reconnect with our family, with our friend, you know, with our immediate friends that we were living with um, and really to get to know each other on a deeper level and to spend the time that we probably were missing out on before when we were all busy with our own lives, with commutes, with late nights at work, with all this stuff. Um, and I think it really kind of brought us closer together as a family. Um, you know, it's to, of course, trying and testing at times, being in such a confined, confined environment all the time. But at the end of the day, you're family and you learn to deal with it and you figure it out. Uh, I remember one of the most ridiculous things that we were doing. And, you know, whether it was ridiculous or not, I don't know. I think other people were doing this as well. But on every food shop that you know mum was so fantastic and she actually went out in the mask when it was the height of the pandemic and was doing all our food shopping on her own um but bringing the food home and then disinfecting every single object with uh, a bucket of water and and a cloth and then drying it off before it went into the uh into the into the cupboards uh, it was it, it felt insane at the time looking back now I think it was probably just about justified, but funny nonetheless. Um, I can't imagine what our neighbours must have thought of us as they were walking past our drive with a line, uh, a kind of uh, a conveyor belt of uh, anti-sanitisation of uh, of groceries. That was that was quite a funny time. But yeah, we've you know we've we've had a great time um, during the pandemic uh, in moments, and also it's been super challenging as well. It's caused frictions um there's definitely been falling outs about stuff which realistically aren't grand you know they're not they're not big on the on the large scale of things i think sometimes um we needed to give ourselves that reality check of you know well it could be a lot worse couldn't it because people have been so badly affected by by the pandemic but um yeah all in all i think the net benefit around the family an increased amount of family time and connection um as a result of the pandemic has been has been a positive one um, and I think we can't forget that. And I think going forward as well, that will make our t- all our ties stronger. I think it will make us cherish the time that we do have with our family, especially for those people that haven't seen their family members in a long time. Um, some people, you know, and you know, aren't as privileged um, as I managed to be in terms of living with with my family during the pandemic. Um, and some people haven't seen their family in a long time. Some people lived in different countries. Um, but again, it, it shows you that value of time. You know, life is no dress rehearsal. We only get one chance through. And, you know, we need to make the most of every single opportunity that we get with our loved ones, with our friends, family, everyone. And I think it will bring people a lot closer together and hopefully society a lot closer together as we really value relationships and people a lot more. Um, and I, th- I think, you know, now, now we're coming to the end of of the pandemic and and things are kind of it feels like it's just about wrapping up things are open now we still need to be wary but um i feel like now people are in that mindset where it's like half 
I want to go out and do all of those things that I missed out on during the pandemic and I want to do it now and people are rushing and, and maybe acting quite selfishly and to be honest maybe I've been guilty of that as well I went clubbing on on Saturday this week um, whether it was the right decision to or not at the moment I don't know I think my inhibitions kind of just ran away with me and didn't really question it um, I think people just getting out there and doing as much as possible and I, I know the culture as well in, with young people in this country where people will kind of act now think later kind of thing um, and I just think at the end of the day if there's anything that we should learn from the pandemic is time is precious we need to look after people and and just be a lot kinder because um, you never know when it might get taken away um, going forward I think there's a lot of things that we need to sort out. I think a lot of the social issues that we've seen, um, inequality in, uh, in terms of race, gender, um, and and just a lack of awareness. And uh, I suppose there's a lot of ignorance um, with a lot of people at the moment towards a lot of these important and pressing social issues. I like the fact that sport has used it as such a platform to spread the good message around racial equality, although I feel like we've not made enough steps in that department because there are still a lot of people with racist and bigoted views. Unfortunately, despite the such a positive summer that we had with the England football team, um, in reaction to us losing on penalties in the final to Italy, there was racist remarks made to the players that missed. Um, and... It's just a shame because, you know, this country could, has the potential to be so brilliant. Um, but unfortunately, some of our attitudes are just so set in the past. And until those change, we really can't move forward as a society. Until everyone feels like they deserve to be here and have a sense of belonging and feel equal to everyone else, then we haven't completed our job uh, to making this a, a good society and a progressive society and one that we want everyone to live in um environmentally the climate i mean as much as people may think that the pandemic's been good from an environmental point of view because less people have been going on holiday so less planes less people have been in cars so um less cars on the road and so less air pollution actually it has been worse for the environment to have this pandemic um and you they, they, you know i can only take a few examples just off the top of my head to explain the reasons why but there are some people who have been ordering Amazon packages throughout the whole of this pandemic and they've been turning up every single day. So if you think about the amount of transportation costs that that takes uh, in terms of the pollution and, and all the rest of it, then that's one thing. Because you, you also think the amount of drain on the resources it takes. So all the packaging, all of the, you know, all of the material it takes out of the world to kind of generate those things, to be able to deliver those packages to you, um, it's been really, really draining on on the world, on the on the planet, um, and I think we need to do something. I, I mentioned this last uh, podcast, and I, I won't go over it again. But the inconsistent climate, the inconsistent weather we've been seeing—I mean, we had we've had flooding in the last two days here in England, but before that, we also had some of the hottest weather we've seen in months and months and months. And then before that, it was also raining. I mean. In South Africa, it's snowing at the moment in places where it probably shouldn't be snowing. Um, we have, yeah, and, and you know, during the pandemic, we've had wildfires, we've had 
sandstorms. We had, you know, we had uh, a cyclone of an oil spill fire in the middle of the sea. Um, it does feel like a little bit the world's on fire, and I need to, and I think we all need to. But for me personally, I need a lot more education. I'm desperate for education at the minute. I want to learn so much more about what I can do. Um, I listened to a podcast recently called The Dirt Down Under where they were talking about the dangers of plastics, um, not just from the obvious way where it's polluting our beaches and oceans and our whole planet, but also the bad effects that it can have on the body. And that's something that I can, I definitely need to improve on because um, it turns out every time you drink coffee out of a plastic lid some of that plastic goes into the coffee and therefore your body here's if there's one thing you remember from this little environmental clip of this podcast is that apparently we consume a credit card's worth of plastic per week from the amount of plastic that surrounds our food packaging from all the water and and all the uh, the liquids that we drink plus all the stuff that's in our food and thankfully you know i, I don't eat uh, meat or fish anymore but there's so many uh, microplastics in fish because of the fish that's in uh, because of the plastic that's in the ocean, and uh, and other and other uh, animals as well. So we do we need to do something. And I think as much as it's a little bit more on the agenda now for people, and you know, Extinction Rebellion has uh, made that a little bit more on people's agenda. Although they do go about it in a quite um, anarchic way, um, there are still positive things happening um, and I know that there's set to be a summit in September I believe it's in Scotland um, to to kind of get the world leaders together to talk about what our you know global environmental policy is going to be we need to put pressure on our governments to uh, to do something because the world has struggled as a result of this pandemic and I just hope that we can all take proactive steps not in our person not just in our personal lives but voting with our wallets to hold corporations to account and also holding our governments to account as well. But overall, I think obviously COVID has been devastating. We've lost so many lives. We have seen a cease of so many businesses, livelihoods. Um, it's been really, really terrible. We've, you know, in a lot of ways, we've lost connection. We, um, you know, the, the world feels like it has been severely challenged. Um, but at the same time, there have been really good opportunities for growth, for self-development, um, to look within, for reflection, for time, um, for space and to breathe. And I think I think we now have more of an idea of what the answer is to go forward, to how we push forward in a society in a reaction to this pandemic. I hope that we can find that together and I hope we can do that harmoniously one day. Not that I wish to live in this utopia world where everyone's happy because I realise that's unrealistic, but hopefully we can get together and make people feel more equal. We can strive for a common goal and future in terms of preserving this planet for the brilliant planet that it is. And um, and yeah, hopefully one day things we won't necessarily be hearing so many bad things happen on the news and it won't feel as doomsday all the time. So, uh, so there you go. There's my kind of... Spin on the the pandemic, how I've seen it in you know in a very quick way. I could have talked about this probably for hours, but um, in terms of some of the, my takeaways from this time, and uh, and hopefully maybe that resonated with you. Always happy to have the conversation, um, like I always say on this podcast. So you know, feel free to drop 
a comment, question on the Instagram page, Facebook page, wherever um, you you kind of take this information. And um, yeah, always happy to have a chat. So the second thing I wanted to talk about was the Lions game. And uh, I realised this midweek remedy is going to be going on quite a long time. So uh, I'll be quick. We were fantastic. And it was even better that I got to watch it with three South Africans. Um, Really, really nice to meet two of them, actually. So Johan and Sam, shout out to you if you're listening. Um, It was a lot of good fun. And you were very good sports in defeat. Um, as South Africans tend to be but uh, yeah no it was a fantastic performance I was really proud of um, my boy Maro Itoje uh, he's got a man of the match I, I went to school with Maro um, and although I haven't spoken to him in a long time because he's just such a big dog now um, I always get a sense of pride whenever I see him excelling so um, absolutely fantastic mate really really proud and proud of the whole team I think we, we you know the way that we dug in there showed what grit and determination was all about and, and British steel and, and fight till the end because um, it did feel like the game could could have got away from us um, just before half-time, but we stuck in there and uh, managed to claw it back. So absolutely fantastic. First test, you know, it's not, not a foregone conclusion by any means, this test series, but it's a great step in the right direction and uh, what a start. So well done, the British and Irish Lions, for that first test win. And... Uh, and this is something I'm probably going to cover in depth on another podcast, but um, I'm just going to mention it in literally 30 seconds. Apparently, there's a new continent or an old continent that we just didn't know about called Zealandia. I, I don't know whether this is uh, news to me or whether anyone else knows this already and I'm just catching up and probably just seen it on Lad Bible and that's it. But uh, yeah, scientists have recently discovered, or geologists or whoever would find this uh, information, um, a tectonic plate underneath around Oceania is like a billion years old. So there's apparently a con- continent that we've got to explore. Um, that, that could, I mean, that's incredibly exciting because what that could mean is the whole new histories of the world and how it came to be could be unlocked. So uh, how exciting and really interesting to see what comes of that. But as I said, um, I'll probably discover that or dis- um, discuss that in more depth at another time because we have come to the end of this midweek remedy i hope you've all enjoyed that it's um yeah i you know hopefully we'll be back with i say this too much and i I promise you the longer forms will be back for your uh commutes now that they are back in our lives so hopefully uh i can pick those back up and i've got charlotte wilton now i've said it actually live charlotte is going to come on and tell us all about the world uh, and her take on it and uh, i promise you it's always fascinating to talk to her so hopefully that will be recorded this weekend and uh, and i'll have that out for you on sunday but anyway guys a pleasure to speak to you always i love you all be kind to each other stay safe and take it easy i'll speak to you soon